Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of the Self Love Initiative and it is our first episode with a guest. Oh. Um and I am so excited about this. It has been under wraps, but our first guest is the incredible Jen Stevens and if you've never heard Jen before, you absolutely have to get over there and have a listen but you're gonna love this episode jen is a singer songwriter from south shields and um as well as um musical director for various projects and currently um musical director for um joe mckeldry as well um so is a very busy lady um we talk about her mental health struggles we talk about what self-care means to her um how she gets through that while being public facing um it's just got so much great information and insight that i think will help a lot of people and jen is just a lovely person to speak to so um it's just a great episode to listen to and yeah take whatever you can from it um and i will give a trigger warning to say that we do talk about body dysmorphia we talk about mental health and there is swearing in the episode as well um so if it's not for you that's absolutely fine please feel free to skip this episode if it's not something you you feel able to listen to um i'm always appreciative of any support anyone gives um but yeah have a listen give jen lots of love um and enjoy and i will see you next week with a new episode hello Jen Hi, super exciting um so obviously nobody can see your camera but we'll just let them know that Lars your gorgeous little dog who absolutely loves me um is also in on the recording he is so he, we might hear a bit of outside noise you can hear your voice and he's like Who's, where's my Auntie Claire? I can hear you. <laughs> um, so Jen is going to be our first official podcast guest. Podcast guest. Podcast yes. cast. That as well. Um, which I'm really excited about. And I have been teasing it for weeks. But the funny thing is Jen had no idea that it was her that I was talking about. No, I thought you were talking about someone else entirely. <laughs> no, it's you. You're my wonderful friend. <laughs> So um yeah it's and it's very purposeful that I wanted um Jen to be the first guest um and a lot of that is just to do with our similarities on our self love journeys and how well we get on and be able to talk about it because full disclosure this girl is one of my very dearest friends and um yeah I love her to bits so I will be fangirling the whole way through this episode as I always do um so Jen is doing this on the back of a full weekend run of MD in a show and performing in it because that's her like niche. What do they say that um what do you say like my um USP USP that's it um and is just about to go on tour. Do you want to tell us about the tour a little bit? Sure. Um I'm going on tour as musical director uh and piano player for Joe McEldry for his <laughs> George Michael Freedom Tour. Which is very exciting. Yes. Yeah, we're very, very proud of Jen. And that is on top of like a million other jobs. So you've got like two pantos and another musical. And on top of that runs um, 
the South Shield Serenity Singers that I'm a part of, which is our choir, mental health choir. And we'll talk a bit more about that later. Um, but we are also performing with Joan, aren't we, at Durham yeah. Cathedral. Yeah. Um, so we have a very very busy few months and I think that is why it is so important for me to talk to you because I think one of the biggest things with self-love and anything like that is finding time to find time for you and that's not easy and I think that's one thing I know you have to really make an effort with as well okay. um, so let's just get into it first guest I have no idea what's gonna happen I don't have questions we've not pre-prepared this so we'll just go over it and chat as if we're just chatting as normal which is what I've right, got a glass of wine it's all fine love it maybe I should just start having wine and we'll um we'll make it a, a I've had too much wine this weekend though I can't drink today that's just too much um so can you do you want to start by just kind of telling us kind of where you would see you're at with your self-love journey and and kind of a bit about you really um I think my my self-love journey sort of is um definitely ongoing I have good days mm -hmm. and bad days I think since I've hit my 30s I'm a lot more accepting of myself and mm -hmm. I remember um having a conversation with um my guitarist's wife Michelle um and it must be going back about about 10 years because she was saying like you'll feel you'll feel like you're more comfortable in your skin when you're in your 30s right and i remember i saying it and me thinking will i though like is that it's not gonna be a magic wand when yeah, we're 30. Thing, but actually i don't know if it's just because i'm in a healthy relationship um which started when i was 31 um or if it's or if it is just something that comes with time I, I don't know um i've been in some very unhealthy places i wouldn't say i'm in a particularly healthy place with myself right now um but i think it's healthy that i'm aware of that Do you know yeah what I mean? um it's not something i've always been aware of um not always able to sort of differentiate between real life and what the brain hamsters tell me yes um yeah and that's a big thing isn't it i think you, you're totally right what you say is like you know when you look back we've all probably been in really bad places but never at the time been aware that we were in a really bad place mm -hmm. and hindsight is a wonderful thing but i think it's a it's good that you can go okay well this is where i'm at and what can i do about it now definitely definitely yeah I think, I mean, after several bouts of various types of therapy and counselling and things, mm -hmm. and and going through training, like mental health training myself, mm -hmm. I think I'm better, better equipped nowadays, I guess, yeah. than previously to kind, to kind of think, well, this is how I feel about me today or my body today or my face today or, or whatever. And maybe these are the contributing factors so have i been sleeping well no have i been mm -hmm. eating well no have i had done any exercise well i walked the dog um maybe maybe i could eat better sleep better and then i'll feel a little bit better you know what i mean and it, yeah being able to kind of remove myself from my inner gen my brain hamster gens like 
I think is I think that's an important skill for anybody to learn. Take yeah. a step back and think, do I hate myself today because I'm because I deserve to be hated, or do I hate myself today because I haven't maybe been doing the right things? That's huge, and it's so right. I think we've like I think we've never been taught to look after ourselves either have we like we've never been taught that that's not what we learn at school and it we don't see it in our our parents generation or anything like that we just we're in a generation I think where we're kind of like okay well we know we need to do something but what do we do and and you've just covered like the real basics there and I haven't even touched on that in the podcast and you're so right like are we sleeping well are we eating well and by that because well everyone on this podcast and you know my feelings on diet culture this isn't about going on a diet this is about eating what makes you feel good and you know yeah nutritious things and yeah you know gives you energy and yeah and stuff like that whilst when I've just finished a show and it's 10 o'clock at night and I haven't eaten all day a McDonald's seems like a really good idea um actually the next day I'll pay for it if I yeah if I need energy for for work, for a show, for a rehearsal, for teaching, whatever, the next day, um, then that's not the best choice. And I don't know, don't, I don't make good choices very often. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very much a, I want this now, give me a burger kind of person. But it's about, but it is about choice, like you said. It's yeah. about knowing your body enough to know what feels good and what doesn't. And mm-hmm. I think when you're caught up in diet culture, you don't know that because you you learn whatever they teach you. But I think to know, like, actually, do you know what? I'm going through a bit of a bad phase at the minute and I don't feel great. But I know if I just eat a bit better, for want of a better word, if I eat some more nutritious foods, I sleep better and know that's going to contribute to feeling a lot better as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something at the start there that I think is a really important message as well. We talk a lot about self-love and I know a lot of people go, oh, I don't love myself and I can't ever see me loving myself. But you said about acceptance yeah. and I think there's a there's a difference, isn't there? There is for me anyway. I don't know what you feel. Yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a difference. And I, th- I think as well for women in particular maybe western women in particular um being in love with yourself is can, can sometimes be seen as a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's seen as arrogance and and that's um that i mean that's kind of drilled into us from it from a young age isn't it yeah you know, yeah loving yourself or, or loving yourself is, is a bad thing but actually i think that's about phrasing and being comfortable it always seems to be hello Lars. being comfortable Hi, always seems to be my sort of go-to you know when people say like what's your five-year plan what's your 10-year plan yeah. i'm always like i want to be happy and comfortable yeah and i mean like financially comfortable and i mean comfortable in my own skin oh the dog's giving me kisses thank you <laughs> um so you know it's it's not necessarily for me at least it's not about looking in the mirror and going damn you know what I mean <laughs> it's, it's about looking in the mirror and thinking you'll do like yeah I can I can hack this today and yeah. some days I can't like um I was diagnosed with body dysmorphia a few years ago um and dealing with that as as a very 
as a person with a very public facing job is really difficult and sometimes yeah. you think like um or people i hope you've warned people that i swear quite a lot by the way i've been very restrained so far oh do you know um, what it is i've never even thought about that on the podcast but i will put a warning on a swear warning um i be, because of doing a forward-facing job and because of a lot of my work being quite high profile if somebody tells me i look nice i'm like oh just blown smoke got me ass you know what i mean yeah. and that's like and, and it's being able to put that aside and say actually most people are so caught up in how they feel about themselves or how they feel about how they look that day them taking the the couple of seconds it takes to compliment you is actually quite a big deal and i know you mentioned this in in the last podcast of yours that i listened to was was about like saying you look really lovely today you know yeah. and that that really does make someone's day but people don't have to do it i mean yeah i know like it and it takes quite a lot of confidence from from the comf the, the the compliment giver yeah well. yeah it's quite it a does. big thing to go up to someone and go you look really beautiful today or i like your makeup or i like your hair or um or whatever but like it's very it's hard to take i think everybody finds it difficult to take compliments um i think my my body dysmorphia makes things a little bit more convoluted um and and of course my kind of if you remove the body dysmorphia my overall sort of growing up and and you know being in bands and um kind of facing quite a lot of criticism from punters you know customers in pubs yeah family, yeah um my peers you know the, there's always been a, a, a pretty high level of criticism in my life and I don't know if that's like just that it's human nature to hold on to negative comments or yeah and you don't remember the positive comments but yeah yeah but I mean, that's in your mind they're real things that happened oh. and I know I know some of those things have been really hard for you and I guess that was one of the things that I, and we talked about this previously is why I wanted you on here as well is because I think you don't just have to deal with this self-love stuff and this like accepting who you are on your own you have to do it whilst being front-facing and you've had this you know you've been in this industry for a long time and you've had a lot but I think at the moment with the jaw stuff this is probably the most front-facing and the, the biggest crowds I guess is it I might be wrong but yeah that you've, you've had to face yeah I mean the I've done a lot of big gigs under my own steam over yeah. years, but um, I, I guess p particularly for his sort of um, his more hardcore fans. Yeah. You know, if, if Joe's fans see me performing with him, or you know, they see me in, in in his Instagram story or something like that, then then they're gonna go looking for me on social media and, yeah. and what I'm putting out there. And there's there's quite a lot of pressure in that. Um, I hadn't really thought about it until fairly recently, but like, I've I don't know if you've noticed this because I hadn't until I really thought about it. My content that I put out has changed quite substantially. I think since right. performing with Joel, I'm a lot like I'm a lot less likely to take a makeupless selfie. Um, I'm in fact I'm much less likely to put a selfie on altogether. I would much rather take a photo of like 
here's my piano, here's my dog, here's a coffee. You know what I mean? Um, Is that about you feeling you're putting yourself out there with the ability for people to then comment well not say criticize because not everybody does but yeah. for people to comment do you think that's what's behind that i think so and it, do you know i've for, as far as i know i've never had a bad comment from anybody who has yeah. followed me on social media because of joe um because they're 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 a lovely bunch of people they really yeah. are yeah um I'm just I think I'm just a little bit more aware of it because I know yeah. there's this whole think... new group of people that are aware of who I am and come and come and look at my my stuff. Yeah, that's it. And I think what you were saying before about you have done some really massive gigs, haven't you? Like in your own steam and your own name. Um and if you haven't heard Jen perform, you must go and stick it on Spotify. Jen's songs are incredible um but I think maybe it's with that because it was like a gig and like these people see you and they're watching and they might go and listen to your music but I think also the world has changed a lot the last few years that it is a lot more like you say people are seeing go oh well let's go and follow Jen and let's go and see that and and there's like a fan base as such like that it is I've never thought of it like that and I don't think I had noticed but now you've said it I'm like Oh yeah, like you know, your talking stories are a lot less, and you know your morning coffee stories and things like that. Yeah. But but I think it is interesting that you're noticing like a shift in you, and and you're doing that under the belt of having that diagnosis of the body dysmorphia. And it, I wonder what what's that like that body dysmorphia? What's that like for you in that moment? Like what when you're is it a constant thing or does it come and go? Like how does it work? It, it it's really hard to describe it 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 comes and goes it is worse when my depression is worse um mm -hmm. like my my whole way of thinking if if i think that i've done something wrong or that someone doesn't like something about me or if anything kind of negative comes into my space or into my head then I'm like, it's because of how I look. I'm too fat. I'm too tall. I'm too ugly. You know, I'm too right. alternative. What, whatever. Um, I know, Lars. Sorry. <laughs> I'm here and going. Blah, 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 blah. It's fine. Um, it's it's hard to describe because it, it does ebb and flow. And I think because of having CBT and because of having therapy specifically for Dodd, Doddy, doddy, body dysmorphia. We're doing well with the mixed up words today, aren't we? <laughs> um, it's, I've got a lot more coping tools. And my, um, it, it kind of got a little bit mixed in with the OCD. I never got diagnosed with OCD. I, I genuinely don't think I have it, but I do have some obsessive behaviors. Um, so like one of my things a few years well so but basically this stems from when my mum died 10 years ago that morning I had like I had not liked the t-shirt I was wearing but I was in a rush because I had a gig and I was like oh, sorry, I'll just wear the t-shirt and then got the news later that day that my mum had died and I hadn't really realized in the moment again this is through doing a lot of talk and therapies 
that lodged itself in my head as if I wear the wrong thing, something awful happens. Okay. And at my worst, um, I would it would take me literally all day if I if I say had a gig on the night and I had to leave the house by half five to go and set up and sound check and what have you, I would start trying to get ready at nine o'clock in the morning and I would still be late to shut to to start that show. It took me that long to get ready because I would get ready and then do my hair and makeup according to what I dressed in and then look and think, no, this is the wrong thing. Someone some something awful is gonna happen. And it wasn't just a case of taking that t-shirt off and putting on another one. It was, no, I need to completely start from scratch. I need to have a shower again. I need to wash my face. I need to redo my hair. Um, and I guess there's no right thing to wear. Like, you know, when you say the wrong thing to wear, like... It isn't the right thing to wear, but yeah. was, I, in my head, there was this instinctual thing of, right, if I go out looking like this, something awful is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and and that that's kind of calmed down over the years again because of learned coping strategies and things like that. Um, but my appearance is always what things come back to. It is always, yeah. you know, I I am, this, this is my horrible brain hamsters talking. So I am unsuccessful because I am plus size. I am unsuccessful because I am ugly. I am unsuccessful because I am too tall and it and it's all it always comes back to those things um and it's those things that pop into my head first right I'm having yeah. a bad day why am I having a bad day because I'm ugly yeah that, that must be like so difficult and as your friend to hear that like I know we've talked bits about it before but like as your friend because well I tell you all the time how beautiful you are so like you know that I already fancy it but um but yeah like I to hear that is but then I get it because I I get somebody else telling you that and me going how can you not see it but if somebody told me that I would have gone well well no no that's not the case so I get like you can't necessarily just see what other people say and for you this is more than just your brain not not wanting to like it it's it's an it's a diagnosed thing that I guess you have to battle with all the time but you know what I think is amazing about you though Jen is you don't shy away from still putting yourself out there it doesn't stop you like if anyone if you haven't like I say if you don't follow Jen or you don't know Jen she's absolutely stunning not that she'll tell you that herself like you just need to go and look at her pictures and she's amazing um but you have tattoos you dye your hair and the most amazing green you've ever seen in your life it's just like my favorite color green um but what I love is like you don't let any of those things stop you doing that and that mustn't be easy to do that because that naturally is not you shirking away into the background does that make sense yeah I think I think I think I was always going to end up performing in some way Mm -hmm. shape or form um but it's interesting that you you mentioned the tattoos and the hair because I see those as a high, as a as a little disguise. Like, Do you? Yeah. So e- even though if I walk down the street, I'll I'll stand out like a sore thumb because I'm six foot tall. I've got bright green hair and I'm covered in tattoos. Like people are always going to stare at that. But 
actually they're staring at the hair and the tattoos they're not looking okay. at me does that make sense okay yeah that does um so i love having green hair i love my tattoos they're you know they're all very well thought out yeah. they're not just like stuck on for the sake of it sort of <laughs> um, not done in benedorm on a girl's night out or anything <laughs> you know they've all, they've all had thought going to them but like not that there's anything wrong with tattoos on a bit on a bend no there's not <laughs> um but yeah for me that's like they'll look they'll look at that first rather yeah. than oh look at her face or oh look at her tummy or oh look at her back fat they'll go yeah oh look at the color of her hair oh that's a bonnie tattoo or oh goodness me <laughs> you know you do get the nanas who think I look absolutely terrifying and would cross the road to avoid it but you know and that but that's that is just a generational thing isn't it it's oh, like yeah. oh my god but yeah and that's really interesting and like I've never thought of that but it makes so much sense and like but I like for me it makes you and it and I feel like I see you like you wouldn't be you without those things and I think uh, but that comes from a place of like loving you as you are um but I I think the other thing that I really love and maybe this comes from songwriting and again you know to reference Jen's work because like I said I'm not a fangirl your songs are really personal they're deep you know every song you sing comes from something and it might be something funny it might be something lovely or it might be something really heartbreaking but every song you sing the lyrics you put into them are very honest and open and actually it's like listening to a little bit of your soul but I think you the other thing you never shy away from is talking about these things either like you never you are so open about all of your body image issues you're open about your mental health issues and that mustn't be easy either but do you do you get comfort from that like or do you just can what what drives you to share how you feel I think I th well I mean I always say like in radio interviews and stuff I always say I started songs as a means to talk about my feelings because mm -hmm. I was never very I was always I was a really shy kid I wasn't very good at like saying how I felt um you know i i had i had a hard time in a lot of senses growing up and without turning it into a sub story i think i think songwriting for me turned into my only way of coping with the shit that i had going on yeah. um and and it's it's always been like that for me and it's funny like i remember a friend quite a while ago saying it's what you you won't talk about your problems unless absolutely pushed to but you're quite happy to sit and shout about them to a room full of people as long as you <laughs> know at the same time and I was like yeah you're absolutely right um but that's so if we meet Jen and we want you to talk about the feelings just need to give you a piano yeah. and you'll sing them to her instead um so I think I think it kind of started like that and then when I had you know I was in a in a really dark place after my mum died so in very quick succession um I lost my mum my marriage broke down and I lost my job so I you know it was it was not a, a great couple of years for us yeah um but music is is kind of what saved me and I will always be eternally grateful for it so 
it was it that was kind of the turning point for me of going I need to be honest about what it is that keeps me going because mm -hmm. the thought of anybody else feeling how I felt then breaks my heart whether yeah. you know even if that person was my worst enemy I would never ever 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 want any I'm gonna cry not gonna cry um <laughs> you're allowed I would never ever want anybody to feel like that so I just kind of instinctually started going feelings mental health you know body image and and being really 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 open about it singing about it being very open about my songs um and what they were about and you know as a result of that people kind of reached out to me quite a lot and said like yeah thank you for thank you for being open about it or thank you for speaking out about it or thank you for singing this song about it you know it, it brings me a lot of comfort to know that I'm, I'm not alone um and whilst everybody's journey is different um I think I think it's always nice not nice that's the wrong word I think it's always a comfort again that word um to know that you're not the only one struggling so even though your struggles might be different or you cope with them in different ways I think it's always a, a comfort to know that so I've always I think I've always just wanted I, I just want everyone to be happy Claire like I know you do I just want to make people feel comfortable and that's why I'm so open about it because I was so uncomfortable growing up um, and it took these massive, massive, awful things happening in my life to make me realise I need to start talking or I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And that that thought is just horrific because it was after that point that I met you. So the thought that because we met our our mums died the same year. So we went through that awful time together. And I, I kind of went the other way and had loads of positive things go on that kind of pulled me through that. And like to think that at the same time you were going through that is is so tough. And I just think it shows a massive strength and like real determination to like do this for you like and I think like there's no greater self-love than being able to go do you know what I am going to pull through this and it's not going to be easy but I'm going to do it and not only that but I'm going to do it and help other people as well and when you talk about your enemies your worst enemies the people that and and I know by that word for you there's not many people in this world that are your worst enemies like you're just not that person but I know there's people that have really hurt you, you know, and I'm sure people can relate to that. That will be people that have just caused so much pain and they'll never know. They'll never know the pain they've caused and they don't deserve to know either. But the fact that even for them, you want the best, I just think shows like you as a person. But so that kind of brings us on nicely to, I think, the best thing you've ever, ever done, which is in 2019, starting our amazing choir so do you want to because I could talk about it all night but this is your your guest you're the speaker do you want to tell us a bit about why you brought the choir together and kind of well what you feel about it now like where it's at now you know I know I'm your favorite but we won't tell the rest of them that <laughs> um okay so um 
Southfield Serenity Singers was originally the Jen Stevens Community Choir um, because I'm a massive narcissist and everything. Has <laughs> me <in it>. um, <laughs> no, I so, saw, like I say, my 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 last my first solo album, which came out in 2017, I think. Wow. Um, is a collection of songs that really sort of tells my mental health story uh, and tells my mum's story to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Tells like our story as a family and, and sort of, you know, everybody around her. And, um, and it's a really, really special um, album for me because not only that, but I, my better half, Jordan, produced it. And at the time we weren't together um when he produced I love that. but we had such a such a lovely time and I, I i remember getting to the last song that we were recording the back and vocals on was running and i was like in my head i was in the i was in the recording booth and in my head i was like oh man i can't believe this is the last time i'm gonna get the record with jordan that's all good like he's such a lovely lad and, -da 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 -da. and I, I think i was just going through the motions singing and he came on over the um, headphones and was like, Jen, can I, can I ask a question? I went, uh -huh. he went, do you actually give a fuck about this song? And I was like, <laughs> how dare you? Of course I do. And he was like, do you want to show it? And I was like, <laughs> right. So I like, if you listen to that, so it's called, called Running off my album, Little One, Plug, Plug, Plug. Um, and you can really hear, you can hear how angry I am singing that. Like, but it was so cathartic and, and in the in the mixing process Jordan and I talked about that quite a lot of how how much I'd got out of it not only musically but emotionally and I was like I want other people to have this and not everybody has the the skill set required to sit and write 12 songs that will help them get their feelings out by showing yeah. the room for people you know so we'd kind of started talking about recording the next album which i still haven't started because i got caught <laughs> doing a few other projects and recording some singles and stuff and jordan was like why don't you get a quiet together and why don't you get a quiet together of people that like need it and i was yeah. like yeah so i i put, put a shout out on facebook saying thinking about putting together a little community choir um, kind of focusing on on mental health, so using using singing to promote improved mental health. Um, I just want to get some like minded people together in the same room. Um, it's not going to cost anyone anything. I just kind of want to make a safe space for people. Does anyone fancy it? And you were like, "Yeah, um, I'll do it." <laughs> Holly, who I hadn't seen for about ten years at that point, because I used to teach her when she was in senior school, which is makes me feel really old but she's only yeah. younger than us um she got in touch and she was like i'd like to in holly's voice i'd like to join your choir uh, <laughs> a little macam voice a little macam high-pitched voice um all the cats joined us now as well um nice, and a few other people and before we knew it we had like i guess 12 or 15 regular people yeah um and, and it just kind of grew from there and I just it's kind of turned turned into its own separate entity like I say I've I've never 
I've never used you for my own gain yet. <laughs> no, you haven't. Joe has, but you oh, haven't. I know. Um, but yeah, that I was just... the intention, wasn't it? We were going to sing backing vocals on the sound. Absolutely. That was what. That was always the intention. That was that you were going to sing backing vocals on on the whole of the next album. And yeah, um, I just decided I was having too much of a good time with you and just kept doing other things. Um, and it's been really special. Like I think we that was in 2019 and I think you kept for me that came along at a time when I was at my worst as well I was going through some really tough stuff and I'd used to sing at college and totally lost my confidence with it and you put that on and I was like yeah we I need to do that and again but I don't think anyone thought it would ever come to anything did we we just thought we'd just sing for a few weeks COVID took it away from us annoyingly but I think, sorry to jump into your story here, but for me, what I feel that brought was a reminder that we had a community by that point. You'd created something really special. Yeah, I think I think I didn't I didn't really go down the, the Zoom choir, online choir route like a lot of people did. Um because I just didn't have the patience to be entirely honest. I, I was just gonna say we're not the best bunch of people to keep quiet at the best of times but on zoom would have been a real challenge it would have been a nightmare. <laughs> like you all would have been in the naughty corner <laughs> <laughs> but I, like i think apart from anything else because uh, i won't go into this too much at the minute but but i think because lockdown brought me so many opportunities to kind of change direction in my career mm -hmm. um i didn't really have the chance like whereas most people had lockdown a lockdown of sitting around twiddling their thumbs waiting for the next online quiz i was kind of left right and center with new opportunities which is which yeah. is wonderful and i know that not many people can say that so i consider myself really really lucky but that did mean that i, I was pushed for time to could be because for me at least getting into the headspace of running a choir online required a lot more energy than in person yeah um i read a really interesting article during lockdown that actually seeing the faces of of lots of people you like or love on a screen and not being able to be tactile and reach out and touch them or or you know breathe the same air or just you know be be physically in the same room as them is is massively massively stressful and particularly for those of us with a sensitive disposition um in, I'm with you there. It, it, particularly sort of empathic people or anxious people. Um, it's really difficult. And I just thought, if I find this difficult, there's a lot of people who come to choir who would find it more difficult, I think. Um, and I didn't want it to be a source of stress. No. Um, so we, we did kind of pull it back a bit out of lockdown. Um, but then we came back with a bang. And we've come back like and I think I honestly think if we'd sang through lockdown I think you've got to think I've had a lot of people talk to me about hating zoom because you've got to look at yourself don't you mm -hmm. so if we'd had that we would have put a lot of people through looking at themselves many of which have mental health issues anyway so wouldn't have felt great about that none of us like to sing on our well I like to sing on my own but a lot of people don't like to sing on their own so that would have been awkward but I think it just 
meant that when we came back we were so ready for that our a big part of what we do so for anyone that's in south shields you're more than welcome to come along and join us we have it's on a wednesday evening at age concern in south shields so just drop me a message and tell the details but we have 6 30 till 7 is cake and now that is as important as the 7 till 9 singing absolutely so because for us that's our time to go how's your week been what you been doing who needs a hug like what do we need to talk about and it's but you've created that and I just think that's so special and we have had some amazing opportunities this year like we've brought so much joy to so many people and we got to sing with Joe McAldrew which was just insane and he's asked us again so we must have done a pretty good job the first time round. but I want to touch on something sorry I'll go at the choir and then I'll touch on something you said but so how do you feel about it now in terms of like what it brings you now it do you know it again this I don't I don't know if it's an unhealthy need for me to make sure other people are comfortable I don't know if that's a healthy thing or not you know this this need to make sure that everybody's happy and that I, that, that I am providing comfort of some sort to everybody who I care about in my life. Um, but it brings me so much joy to know that I have at least facilitated in two hours a week yeah. where people can just unapologetically be themselves. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, this, the, the benefits for, for mental health, for confidence that are brought about by singing and not just singing solo, but singing as part of a group are countless. Like there's so many studies have been done on it. And, um, you know, like from the science of taking a nice deep breath is obviously a calming Mm -hmm. thing. And, and And singing is very mindful. You can't really do another thing at the same time, is it? So you can't really be you know, singing as part of a choir whilst worrying about something going at home or at work or whatever. Um, and it's, it, it's, there's, there's just so many health benefits to getting together and singing as a group. It's a very primal thing, you know, it's a very yeah. caveman thing. We sang before we spoke, um, we chanted and, and that's how, that's how communities of community, blah, 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 blah. That's how <laughs> communities have communicated for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a huge deal for some people. Like, like you say, not everybody likes to sing alone. Even the thought of like humming around the house while your family's in is terrifying for some people. So it is opening up a space and giving people a, a you know, a comfortable, that word um space again you know a safe space that is open to everybody no matter their income you know i've never i've never made money from it i don't want to make money from it i just want to have a nice place with nice people to do nice things now i think the wonderful thing about that is given where you're at so obviously during lockdown we had the government telling everyone in the arts to retrain as a tax accountant or something like that wasn't it and jen was just like get stuffed <laughs> 
and you were like nope not doing that and you opened up all these many opportunities like I'm beyond proud of what you've achieved in that time but you're at such a point in your career now where you I guess have opportunities all the time that probably you're gonna have to start turning things down which I know is not easy for you to say no to things but you easily could go, do you know what? I'm not making any money from choir, like that needs to go. Because for you, it's not two hours a week because you have to do all the arrangements and then practice it and do back and tracks and all these things. But for you, it's important to give that. And this is another reason why you had to be my first guest because you are instrumental in my journey of confidence. You know, like... I've I've worked a lot on my body confidence and stuff like that but in but what I never had then was the confidence to put that into practice you know to have a voice and not be ashamed of that voice and not put myself down I'm not quite there but you know I'm getting better at it, I'm better at it. but you you are instrumental in that so there was nobody I could have had as the first person on this podcast other than you for you kind of but you do, you have you've kind of like finished that circle if you like you know I learned how to love how I looked I learned how to move away from diet culture and then I didn't know how to have a voice and we've talked a lot about my voice being closed off by not having a voice for so many years and now I'm singing flipping Adele in public like it's mental but I think one of my greatest joys, and you probably feel the exact same, is when a new person comes to choir after saying they can't sing and we sing something like Hallelujah being a prime example and they finish the song and they're like, did we just create that sound? Like, it's amazing to because they're like, God. And you're so right that that two hours, you just go in and you might be sat all day thinking, I can't be bothered. I can't be chewed. I don't want to do that. But then you come out and you're like, oh, it's me. We're like a big dysfunctional family. Like we just all have, we have huffy times. We have loud people. I'm not naming any names, me and Holly. Um, We have mams, Amy and Margie. you know we have so many different characters in there and I think and and the reason that I'm I'm talking so much about choir because I'm aware that there's people that are like well I live well I don't know I don't know who listens but maybe it's people that aren't anywhere near that could come but I think it's so important to find something that gives you the opportunity to be you because this self-love stuff is a lonely place to be so if you can find a group of people that are going to accept you for who you are you will in whatever aspect that may be we would recommend singing because we've just said it's and find a choir it, like this, this community choirs up and down the country yeah. or, you know if you want to go for a commercial choir that's a great option too if you've got a little bit more time to give and a little bit more money to give um absolutely do it like if you've always thought oh no i can't sing i just I, you know i just sing in the shower or yeah you know only dogs can hear it or whatever um <laughs> <laughs> like just just but you fancy doing it just go and do it like or it, like Claire says it doesn't even have to be singing do something creative creativity yeah. is so mindful and allows you to kind of step into a space where you're not criticizing yourself mm-hmm. um particularly i guess in a group setting and i and i say that as an extrovert and an introvert i find it very difficult to be in a group situation but I have to be because of my job a lot of the time. 
if I don't have to be around people, then I absolutely yeah. 100% won't, you know, I'm sat here yeah. on, my own, on the bed with the dog, like, this is, this is <laughs> um, after choir, obviously, but that involves peopling and peopling for an introvert is very, very, very difficult. So find something that's comfortable for you. You know, if you, yeah. if you don't feel like a room full of mad people singing is, is the right place, then and find a pottery class or I was thinking of pottery when you just said that I was like something and you saw right anything that just I mean I get frustrated at arty stuff because I'm like oh where's singing I can just lose myself in but there'll be people who are more creative with the hands you know there's there's always something the the cancer charity that I work for they do an art therapy class and one of them is pottery and the other girl comes and she does painting and and like every one of them's like I can't paint but they sit for two hours and she teaches them each layer of a painting and they look great at the end but it's not about that it's about what have you just felt for two hours and it's actually I feel like quiet and calm yeah. and have you have you been able to switch off for a little bit have you just taken some time for you and I think that's that's one of the hardest things like you said right back at the beginning of this conversation it's one of the hardest things for me to just sit still like even if I am sitting watching a film with Jordan on a rare night off together because he worked my my other half works in theatre as well um if we have a night off together and we're sitting watching a film I feel guilty feel guilty sitting still like like I have to be doing something and I'll, I'll be on my phone like answering emails or or like working out a, a, a back and vocal arrangement in my head and scribbling down the notes or, or whatever like whilst I'm supposed to be concentrating on film whilst I'm sp- supposed to be spending quality time with Jordan <laughs> and he, he gets really hacked off with this for it and that I'm not surprised at all I would be really pissed with him <laughs> if I said let's sit and spend some time together and he'd be like all right and then sat on his phone I'll be like how um I, I always just feel guilty for not being productive, but actually having downtime, relaxing is a productive thing because I, you know this probably better than I know because you, you see me from the outside more than I see me from the outside. I take on far too much and I go 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 for months and months and months and months and months and then I hit a brick wall and I am, yeah. pardon my French fucked for a few weeks at least like I do I just uh, I really do burn out and drag myself into the ground but I think that's a it's a creative thing I guess well I guess I guess for you there's like loads different things isn't there so if you get offered a job potentially it's like I really want to do that project so it doesn't matter when it is you're like I need to do that project another part of it is in your industry you don't know your you very rarely have a set thing like you've got a job for 10 years or whatever it's very seasonal is it like well you know project based so there's that but there's also for you the extra layer in there of not wanting to let people down and I know you struggle with that because I know you it doesn't matter what you get asked to do however big or small it's never just a five minute job for you because you put your all into it so you don't want to let somebody down by saying no and you don't want to let them down by doing a half-assed job Mm -hmm. but what 
is your self-care like if you because you can't pour from an empty cup so you do I know you're going away next year and that is like I'm already excited for you to get away on that holiday it'll be super exciting you're gonna have to you're gonna have to switch off when you're away I'm gonna get Jordan to take your phone off you um but what is your if you do get time to do it what would be your self-care um so even though playing the piano is a massive part of my job um, I very rarely actually get to play classical music and I love classical music. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I trained in. Um, so I love, uh, I'm such a nerd. I just love, <laughs> I just love to sit down and play some Bach or some Tchaikovsky. I, I, like, I just love having a little, a few hours just playing some classical music on the piano and really losing myself in it is glorious like i was gonna say same but it won't pass that nobody will believe that i just love it i love it so much feeling that if if i'm really musicked out like if i've say like i came out of the um spring awakening show last night um i said to jordan in the car on the way home i was like i can't can't have music on i've music just had enough of music and music and music I just can't have music on because I'm straight in rehearsals with Joe for the tour in the morning and I... <laughs> Jordan I just can't listen to music all right <laughs> and like I can't I can't sit and I can't watch a music doc- like normally I love watching a music documentary I can't if I've just finished work if you know if if work's really heavy I just can't I can't have music be a part of my downtime um not because I don't love it, but because the way that my brain works, I don't sit and enjoy it. I sit and pull apart the music and analyze it right down to the last yeah. quaver. And like work, if there's a piano part and I'm like, mm, what's the fingering on that? And if there's a singer on it, I'm like, oh, what vocal technique are they using? Oh, that doesn't sound like a healthy larynx placement kind of thing. <laughs> I just, I don't switch off. So um, Animal Crossing. On cool i mean nintendo love a bit animal crossing love going fishing love digging up a fossil love, <laughs> and you mean that on animal crossing not a, well i suppose you probably would do that as well i would do that in fairness i love walking the dog um yeah i do lars and i go on big 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 walks when i have days off um um and actually the other day on creedon hills i did find a fossil so did you so it's not just an animal crossings that's amazing and you like gardening too love gardening i absolutely love gardening uh i haven't i have a neighbor who um i don't like very much not not one of my direct neighbors it's just a bloke who lives around the corner but he's um he's just a very offensive person (laughs) he can't can't just say hello he has to be derogatory about a minority you know jeez oh, we all have them we all know them and he, but he just he oh he just does me head in anyway because he walks past loads i've got a bit of like a, a an anxiety around gardening at the front in case he stops and talks to us and yeah a racist or homophobic comment or something and i i if i'm if i'm tired i can't stop myself from snapping at people or if i'm down it just makes us more down so i just don't want to be around them so my front garden's mm. really sad at the minute um because i just haven't tended to it because i'm frightened of him walking past 
but I do love gardening. So I like could make an inappropriate joke about your garden bushes, but I'll, it's probably not the place. <laughs> Mind, I have told everybody this weekend about your colourful daisies. I've told, you know, the colourful daisies. I said to my sister and all the weekend, I was like, Bic, I found a flower that I actually love and that I really want. So if you want to plant them in your allotment, she was like, what are those? I was like, colourful daisies. She's like, big ones. I was like, no, tiny little weedy ones. Because I'm not an outdoorsy person. I'm like the least outdoorsy person I'll, ever. I'll, I'll send you a link to their proper name. I can't remember what they're called mm. off my head. I like colourful daisies, but yeah, send me the link. Um but yeah, and I love that you've got other things you can do. And when you're saying them, I'm like, she does those things as well. So I know that you are like, especially with walking Lars and stuff, I can tell like how when you post and you post like a picture of the sunset or the frosty morning as it's going to come in more now. Um, Stuff like you love the winter, don't you? Yeah. I'm not. A, well, do you know what it is? I'm not a summer girl or a winter girl. Maybe I'm more spring, I think. Probably I think nice. you're a spring girl. I think I'm more spring. So I'm like not freezing cold, but I'm also not boiling hot. That's probably my nice medium. Um, but yeah, because I think self-care is very important. And you've just had you there, you're busy doing another bit of self-care, nice glass of wine on the end of the night. That's a good bit of self-care. Um, but yeah, I've Oh, Jen, honestly, I've absolutely loved talking to you. And I was a little bit worried thinking, we talk all the time. Like, how are we going to fill a space where I find out new things about you and see things from different angles? And I just, you know, that I started this podcast with the intention of giving voice to people that, like, helping people have voices that they've never seen before or heard before. And I think it's really important to get different things on and you oh, you've just been even more than I could have imagined so I'm so grateful to you um you have to follow Jen if you don't already on Facebook Jen Stevens Jen Stevens music on Instagram all right Jen Stevens voice coaching if you want some um vocal lessons although she's filling up fast guys so you need to get in there best thing I ever did was have singing lessons um it's my happy place as well or if you're in the South Shields area and want to come to choir give us a shout we're always welcoming new members we just need to know your favorite cake and you're in so that's pretty much it um and if you want to see you perform the next chance is Joe on tour isn't it I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's Joe's um, freedom tour, tribute to George Michael. We're doing um, a nationwide tour starting next Friday. Oh my god, that's mental! My <laughs> mates doing a nationwide tour. I'm tired, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> It'll um, all be worth it. It'll all be it'll worth be, it. Be great. Um, and then after that, uh, I guess it'll be the cathedral gig in November. Yeah. Um, what else have I got going on? I've I've um written the music for a new musical that's on at the fire station in Sunderland in November. That's called Pursues the Future. It's exciting. Um, I don't really have any solo gigs booked in because I've just I'm too busy working for other people at the minute. <laughs> I was gonna say you just, don't be adding stuff in. We're at we'll limit. You did a really brilliant Instagram story recently that I was watching and I was like, Christ, I'm knackered. As I was as you were like, I've done this and I've done this and I'm doing this, and it was loads of projects. You've got two pantos. Three pantos. One of three pantos. What's the third panto? Marty Pool. 
oh my word Jen and then you've got the one that I'm in so we are going to spend a lot of time together over the next few months which is not a bad thing um so yeah I you must go and follow Jen like as songs can I ask you might not know the answer to this and it's just a really sneaky question at the end but what's your favorite Jen Stevens song what would you that's a sneaky sneaky question um do you know I hadn't listened to it for ages sound like I listen to my own music all the time I don't if you ask anyone if my music comes on when I'm in their car I get them to turn it off <laughs> um I hadn't listened to it for ages um and then I was doing like a, a clear out of my SoundCloud account the other day um and there's a song called This Time that's only on SoundCloud and YouTube okay. which is by my band Jen Stevens and the Hiccups um and I loved it I mean like it made us quite sad watching the video because I was so un unhappy at that time. I was so unhealthy and like, I looked at it and I almost didn't recognize me. I mean, I am six stone lighter in that video than I am now. I am a teeny tiny little skeleton lady. Um, <laughs> and like, I'm just a bit dead behind the eyes and, and so like, I think, you know, my mum, my I think it was the year after my mum died and or or maybe two years and, and me and Tony had just split up and then like obviously we were still in the band together and, and doing this video together and we, st we were still great friends and we still are but it it was hard and it was sad yeah. and I had recently kind of maybe been in my first relationship since being married to Tony that didn't end well and had took a, a big toll on my mental health on my physical health and absolutely on my body image probably the worst relationship i've ever had for body image um never go out with a personal trainer guys um <laughs> and uh yeah i think it, it just made us really sad but yeah that's not the question you asked um this time i think is probably my favorite hiccup song my solo stuff um she sleeps that's mine is it yours it's mine yeah it's my favorite she sleeps is just lush and uh then again i do also like how to wake uncanny it's hard to sing but i do love that song um yeah, go and listen to it and tell us your favourite song. I want to hear that. I love that you were like, I think my favourite's this song called This Time, but I was really sad in the video. Well, but the song was mint. In fairness, I think, like, most of my best songs happen when I'm sad. But I, I think there's, that's the music industry, though, right? Like, there's so many people that do that. But you know what? I, just to kind of tag on the end here, I'm, I'm very aware that, like people will be listening for six weeks if I just kept on talking to you, which I could. Um, but people will be like, this is a lot longer than just you talking. And I'm like, well, there's two of us now. Um, but you know, you get songs released and and you love them and you think, oh, that's really nice. And very, very rarely do the artists like tell you the the true meaning. They might say, Oh, this is about this, or this was at this time in my life. But they often don't go into detail. And I love that you give us everything. You know, I, I see you, I've seen you sing solo a few times and and 
every time you'll go this song is about this and this is how I was feeling and this is what this and I think your honesty is just incredible and I think that's a big lesson for people to take away is like just being you said it before one of my favorite things it's unapologetically you I think is I just love it and I love you absolutely dearly I really do. Um, thank you for being the first guest on my podcast. So when I have a million downloads, which I'm sure is coming soon, I've mentioned it twice on the podcast, so the universe has to take it. Um, I will always be like, Jen Stevens was my first guest. And you will have already taken over the world by then, so it'll be fine. Thank but yeah, thank you. My face, I just did a hair toss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not doing the video thing neither of us are keen on this video sharing so we're just going to do the sound you just have to imagine we're obviously all done up to the nines we've got our hair and makeup done we're in my best clothes haven't we Jen Absolutely. like looking great um so thank you so much Jen um I thank you so much um and I'm hoping we'll have you on again soon Woo-hoo. bye